0: The Dark Times is not intended for younglings, foundlings, or Padawan learners. Ask your Game Master's permission before listening.
1: You're a hard man to find, Steven. But podcasting? Really? A GM of your talents? It's a peaceful life. Lonely, I imagine.
0: Since Sam died, yes.
1: Oh. 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 <laughs> My condolences. Search the Patreon!
0: What is it you want?
1: The module's stalled. I need you to come back. I won't do it, Krennic. We're on the verge of greatness. We're this close to providing one-shots and stat blocks for the entire galaxy. You're
0: confusing prep with panic.
1: Well, we have to start somewhere. Why not the Dark Times Podcast? Welcome back to the Dark Times Asaga Edition podcast. I'm Sam, your favorite uh, member of the Urso family. I'm a
0: second cousin, twice removed. And I'm Steven, your favorite lonely farmer.
1: Oh, engineer hmm. turned farmer. It's a living, right? Like I, I, I fantasize
0: go. about it a lot.
1: <laughs> you go to engineering school, you get the degree, then you come out, there's no jobs. No jo- well, there's one job, but you don't want that job.
0: <laughs> yeah, your options as an engineer are... Um, Make missiles uh, or a senior product uh envisioner for like um uh, Bicker Glorp Inc. Corp. Yeah, gl- Glorper. Dot, yeah, Glorper.io. Oh, um, no. yeah, or Barista. <laughs> or bari- <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Finally, I got my degree in engineering just like I always wanted. <laughs> Time to go work a nine to five at McDonald's.
0: <laughs> hey. That That's that's regional manager at McDonald's to you.
1: <laughs> we stand among my franchise, not yours. Oh, <laughs> uh, dude, director Krennic, if he was a franchisee, I'm like,
0: <laughs> oh, I can see him because remember when Wendy's? they got those new McDonald's uniforms and they're like vaguely like Galactic Empire-y. <laughs> They're like gray and black, and so like
1: oh, I, I can see him
0: in the fucking manager's uniform. From I mean, McDonald's. You just,
1: he's just got like the white, um, <laughs> the white hat instead of black. Oh yeah, like a little
0: burger <laughs> hat. Yeah, yeah.
1: No, they just wear they wear the um, the visors. You know what I'm talking about? That's all That's they wear. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, he's just got a white visor. <laughs> uh, Stephen, we have some feedback from last week. We got an email from Al. Thank you, Al. Stephen, if you will.
0: Of course. Hey, Sam. Hey, Steven. Just finished episode 88. As someone who has listened since the first episode dropped, I'm very happy and excited for you both. I was honestly thinking last week the very same thing you both were thinking. How long will this go on for? Buddy, I think of that every morning. (laughs) (laughs) While the game itself and stories are infinite, I would say that meaningful discussion can be finite and all good things come to an end. Did Al imply here that that meaningful discussion has has ended long ago on the dark times?
1: <laughs> We've really been padding for time in the last twenty episodes.
0: It feels like.
1: <laughs> no, no, that's not true. No, I mean, you know, they were desperate for ideas when they brought Little Literalist back on for a second time. <laughs> really, we already heard from this guy. <laughs> I'm kidding, of course. We <laughs> Sam Whitmore never got
0: back to us. Yeah! <laughs> we we had that time guys. slot
1: set for Sam Witwer, and Lil Lichless was the only one available. <laughs> no, we're kidding, of course. It was a pleasure to have him back on.
0: That being said, as great as Swissy is, I'm not listening because of that. I'm listening for you, too. You two are the show. The setting up until this point has been Star Wars, but that's about it. I love the jokes, the banter, the insightful comments, the clarification of rules. It's all you, too. Before listening to this episode, I was thinking about writing you two and asking if there was a chance that Starfinder 2E was going to be added to the podcast repertoire, and I have my answer. I'm excited to see what's next for you two. I hope I'm one of many emails happy and excited for you two, because you deserve it. As always, Al. Al, I, I, I we got this email pretty quickly after the episode came out, and let me say, I was I was grinning the rest of the week. You know, um,
1: I showed my dad.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: That's so good. The email
0: was. (laughs) I'm sure Sam can speak to this too, but you know, online when you're you're putting stuff out, you know, I'm not going to use the the c word here, but when when you're putting yourself online and you you make a big change, you never can really predict how people are going to react to it. So to see the overflow of support from not just you Al, but but also a few other people who have written in. It's, it's been, it's been wonderful. And honestly, I was, I was worried about where this change would go with you guys, but it's, it's, it's honestly just great to see all the support.
1: Yes. Thank you, Al. Really appreciate it. I, I, I agree. It was a great email. I was happy to read it. I've teared up a little bit reading it. I'm not going to lie. I'm in touch with my feelings, you know, as a podcaster, I have to be. (laughs) It's tough work, this job. (laughs) Anyways.
0: Podcasters are naturally in, more in tune with their emotions than, than the average person.
1: <laughs> Steven, uh,
0: what are we talking about this week? So last time we wrapped up the intro in the first encounter of an old and rare Swissy adventure, Escape from Orto, authored by Neil Carr. Uh, centered on the drab and industrious world of Orto mere days after Order 66, our heroes strive to find a way off world but possess no means of safe hyperspace travel. Bit of a problem, right? We just dispatched Gaffine, an opportunistic thug who sought to make a profit off of the player's misfortune. He or one of his goons revealed the location of a Holonet substation where the party can acquire the astrogation data necessary to leave Orto behind for good. The military retains Holonet access for their needs and have prevented all other parties from using it by means of jamming or control of substations. They've overlooked just one, tucked away in a nearby residential neighborhood. The party will need a data card or a droid to hold the data if they didn't pick up M1KO at the start.
1: It's the substation that all the soccer moms use. That's why they totally forgot. All right. Head of the HOA uses that substation
0: all the time. <laughs> there can you, be, you go. Can you
1: imagine being a member of the Orto HOA?
0: <laughs> God, no. <laughs> the Ortolans within the neighborhood. Oh, uh, sorry. I'm, I'm reading from the, the module here. The Ortolans within the neighborhood are fearful of outsiders and want nothing to do with the party. Furtive glances from windows are quickly followed by shutters, whilst doors locks click as the party passes by. The sentence had some awesome rhythm to it and some pretty big SAT words. Oh my god. Love that. Furtive and whilst, like, let's fucking go. Once the party reaches the station, they can easily open a panel, one which the lock was broken a while ago by others who have used the station, and begin tapping into the system computer begins with an attitude of unfriendly for used computer checks and has a will defense of 10. Once the computer is friendly, then the player will be able to begin downloading the astronavigational data. It will take about 10 minutes to download the data, which is just long enough for Imperial forces to get tipped off that something is amiss at the communications station. The Imperials have known someone was tapping into the system, but up to this point they have not been able to pinpoint where the breach in their security was. However, with the massive amount of data going through this one substation, Imperial Tech has picked up that this might be where the splicers are getting in. Within a few minutes, a detail of clone troopers are ordered to go investigate the location. Let eight minutes elapse in game time. Perhaps making some secretive rolls or doing something else to make the situation more tense. Then have the players make a perception check, the plus two if they've positioned themselves on one of the upper story patios. If they succeed, then they hear the chirping of clone troopers speaking through their helmets. And I love this part. I love that the author got this specific. Put your hand up to your mouth, make that radio chirping sound, and then say something like, I think we're close, sir. Not too much further, et cetera.
1: Can we get a dramatic reading from Steven?
0: Yes, yes. I think we're close, sir. Or perhaps. Not too much further. Oh, two of them. Oh, Whoa, a little yeah. Stevie,
1: uh, a little Zimislov twist on that sausage.
0: I, yeah, you know it, buddy. We're always, we, we do nothing but twist sausages over here. I was really grateful to see this detail just because that's something I've been doing at the table since the beginning and something my dad had did like when I was a kid and we were, you know, he was playing stormtroopers with me or whatever. And, um, it was just, it was just You cool were to see playing
1: that fascist as a child. You, you, <laughs> you nerf herder.
0: Well, see, my dad would play the stormtrooper and I would be the Jedi with my like Walmart uh, plastic okay, lightsaber. Yeah. Or,
1: you know, gift wrap tube, you know, stuff like that.
0: Yeah, anything, really. Shower curtain pole.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Those things are a little heftier. You're just hitting your dad with one of those. (laughs)
0: It's like what Bart Simpson would use. (laughs) So, uh, Sam, I included the Encounter B map here for your your convenience. Uh, Once again, just like the previous Encounter... Fairly simple, but I would say textbook encounter. Very, very robust in the little choices it makes. And ultimately, those are, of course, what matters most. Those green areas there are sort of like a low garden area that provides cover to all those within it. The yellow areas here are a second story elevated position. So we've got two of the biggest points on our encounter design checklist done right there. Cover and verticality, of course. Um, This map includes two stat blocks, a clone trooper sergeant and his two members of his detail. That's CL3 and CL2 respectively, which makes this a really good challenge for a starting party. Absolutely be sure to toss in some flanking reinforcements if things go too easy. Let's do our egress check. Ding! This map has multiple egresses.
1: (laughs) Steven, how did you get your eyes to roll back like that when you did the egress check? (laughs)
0: Years of practice, Sam. <laughs> I think this encounter is also a good candidate for some lightweight urban appropriate hazards like mild radiation or acid pools for more advanced parties. The trooper tactics suggest to treat this like an episode of cops. That's verbatim. And that the troopers should shoot first and ask questions later. Also verbatim from the what author. What
1: episodes so thank- of cops are you watching?
0: <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Neil Carr. I, I know you're out there and and I see you. Note the stat blocks for the troopers also have coordinated attack and careful shot, which mix things up a little bit. This is not just running up and shooting. This is actually a a good way to demonstrate some uh, trooper appropriate tactics at the table, which is nice. There's also a a surprising amount of detail. Like you see those little white marks on the map saying those are like locked doors the party can bust into. And it describes how the residents will plead and beg for the the (laughs) party to leave. And it's like, okay, that's a little real, but. Yeah, I'm glad that's there. <laughs> just just in case, I was
1: no. It's unsure. whimsical. It's a whimsical. I'm a scoundrel, Stephen. That's the. P- I'm a scoundrel. I'm just, oh, I'm not- so it's
0: more of like a. It's more of like a.
1: Uh, erm, um, sorry. <laughs> I thought I thought I lost my key. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a whimsical. It's a whimsical. Wrong breaking door. <laughs> Going down, I jump out a window. <laughs> yeah, it's a whimsical breaking and entering, Steven. I'm not hurting anybody. <laughs> I am traumatizing children. Don't get the, don't get it wrong. Like that still happens.
0: You're starting to sound like a Disney writer. <laughs> remember when remember remember when Anakin's wife, Padme, you know. <laughs> famous senator, like a champion for peace, the world renowned, a a political prodigy practically from birth. She provides one criticism, one mild criticism of the government she works in, like is a representative for. And Anakin hits her with the, you're starting to sound like a separatist.
1: (laughs) True fascist ideology.
0: (laughs) Padme's like, maybe there's flaws in our government. And Anakin's like... That's it. Wait, you wait, are wait. my enemy.
1: Isn't it crazy? Especially because Anakin, when we first see him, he's like, Are you here to free me from slavery? And they're like, yeah. No, it's legal here actually, so we're okay with it. No qualms with this government whatsoever. His mom died in slavery. And
0: yeah, it's like, Annie, this government is responsible for more than a little bit of your suffering. You know, maybe maybe we should hear the wifey out here. Nope. Radicalized by war yet again.
1: Cut to Anakin and, and uh Palpatine cracking open a few beers. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think she just she's just jealous. She's just jealous, it sounds like <laughs> have you tried that's killing
0: her? F- have you tried- Sam, that's the whole <laughs> plot of Revenge of the Sith. That's like Anakin's entire arc in Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> palpy, pull some bruise from out of his fucking desk. I fridge, just get so angry. Kicks his legs up. I just, yeah. get,
1: I just get so mad sometimes, and and she says things that make me angry. Well, you should you should follow that feeling. That's a <laughs> continue with that. You should see where yeah. that takes you. Actually, you might come to something. <laughs> She's <laughs> high maintenance,
0: dude.
1: <laughs> I slash relationships. My <laughs> nineteen protege his wife thinks I'm I'm manipulating him too much <laughs> oh man fuck oh, man. That's, so good. Oh,
0: that's so good we should just do we should just do Star Wars themed stand-up <laughs> forget this forget this RPG business
1: oh uh, Steven oh are you hearing that at the door it's your it's your virginity it's being re-delivered to you <laughs> I didn't realize they were reinstating this now.
0: They did it just for you.
1: (laughs) Mr. President, this is an edge case. I need you to reinstate this kid's virginity.
0: CIA petitions Biden to officially reinstate my virginity because I suggested Star Wars themed stand up.
1: Podcaster with ideas so bad the president had to intervene. (laughs) Guarantee you that gets you
0: kicked out of open mic night. Guarantee (laughs) you. Star Wars yeah. stand up, gets you, you guys the Star Wars. Like <laughs> <laughs> oh, holy fuck.
1: You guys know Jabba the Hutt, right? Big, big slime guy. Yeah, yeah. you guys know.
0: Guy, I like.
1: <laughs> So his major demo says to him, I want Wanga."
0: <laughs> holy shit.
1: Oh, fuck. I'm lightheaded from this. Oh, from all this comedy he happening. He eats
0: frogs,
1: folks. <laughs> That's fucked up. Looks like a tadpole. Eats frogs. Uh, I'm just saying. <laughs> and what's up with this Yoda guy? Huh? All ears, but doesn't listen at all.
0: <laughs> I'm losing my fucking. Stephen, it's
1: another delivery. It's my virginity. <laughs> now yeah, I've got I got two gonna of say, them.
0: I, <laughs> I, think I think they're issuing two virginities tonight. Because not only did you just fucking like spit roast me over an open fire but now you're doing it better than i ever could
1: i think i was born to do star wars stand up
0: <laughs> wow oh man where all right where are we here that's right escape from arto <laughs> well it looks like it looks like we're getting pretty close to escaping from arto sam
1: that's the end of after the module, the- right? They kill the stormtroopers; yeah. they're free.
0: Yeah, the, the stormtroopers, the, the clones mow down the party, and then and then <laughs> your <laughs> your friends never want to do another Star Wars night with you ever again. The
1: true escape from Morto is death, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. Let's we'll put jokes away. Let's put the, let's pack up the jokes and get back to the podcast.
0: So, after the troopers are dealt with, an LAAT gunship is heard fast approaching the party's location. Uh, I think the module has a funny quip in here. Let's see. What's it say? It says, like, hopefully they get the hint (laughs) 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 that it's time to leave, of course. Once the party's at their ship, it's time to go. And it's a classic scene. The party will be hailed for clearance codes almost immediately upon their ascent. Allow them to try anything to get out of it. Deception checks, use computer checks. Whatever they do, though, it won't work. The authorities will inform the party that the fighters are on their way to intercept and that they should await in orbit for processing. This is a space encounter, Sam. Yeah, I mean, how how many modules have we done with space encounters? Uh, oh my God, none of them. Yeah, maybe zero. Maybe, maybe one. maybe zero. <laughs> yeah. What if, um,
1: Stephen? Really quick before we jump into this, what if they roll now twenty? Yeah. Them am I going to tell them Fuck you. You
0: failed. Oh, then give them a, give them like, Oh, okay, cool. Great clearance code. Thanks. Yeah. Oh, what, what's the, what's the BBS one code by, by the way, we're, we have to check that now because of the, we're deploying a tie
1: escort actually. We're, we're V wing. escort yeah. Sorry.
0: Yeah. My era. You get your fucking errors right. I'm so like the sorry. The last week of this era. Could you fucking please <laughs> keep it straight?
1: Oh, my facade's falling.
0: <laughs> yeah. You love clone wars. Can you fucking act like it? I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, but a great question, Sam, and I, I think the answer would just be an additional skill check that they're guaranteed <laughs> make to make them roll more. <laughs> yeah, no, make them roll more. Get like straight up like if they if they ace the clearance code, then give them something else to do.
1: Where would you get this clearance code? Um uh I'm the ch- I'm the emperor's nephew.
0: That's,
1: <laughs> that's where I got it.
0: Yo, Greg Palpatine. <laughs> Greg Palpatine. No, Yo, that's can a you name. come take some pictures with the boys?
1: <laughs> that's a name I haven't heard in a long time. <laughs>
0: They're gonna release the Dark Times source book and not not the era. It's gonna be about us. And there's gonna be stat blocks for every stupid little fucking character we make up. Oh
1: my it's going god. It's gonna have Green
0: Doug. It's gonna have uh, uh Thin Mungo. We already have a have... stat
1: block for Thin Mungo.
0: Oh yeah, we do. It literally Huh. It wasn't even our character.
1: Yeah, we just love the name so much. Oh man. Greg Palpatine and Green Doug walk into a bar.
0: No one leaves. So, space combat. Space combat. Uh, After starting the jump to light speed, the party has 10 turns.
1: Steven, you forgot the 30 minutes of explaining how Starship Scale works to your players.
0: (laughs) Boy, did I. Funny you mention that, though, Sam. Among the many, many helpful things this module includes, like I touched on last week, uh, notes about the author's experience running it, like... Really high res and detailed maps. Higher resolution maps than what were included with any of the official source books, by the way. Uh, initiative trackers, hit point trackers, all that stuff. All these helpful goodies, including two full pages of tables on Starship actions and what they do and how to take them. Dang. Organized by roll. That's awesome, actually. Yes. I think I made a similar document for you guys when we had our first space encounter, which is funny. It looks almost exactly the same. Also, if you end up, if you team up with the uh, the the quest giver NPC, we'll call her, M1KO, this includes a fun little map of her ship that you can put the party on. They have like, oh yeah, put your token here if you're the systems operator, one here for the gunner, pilot, co-pilot, Ooh, all that stuff.
1: Ooh, I love that.
0: Yeah, really, really sick. And actually, a, a full step block for her is included as well. She's a CL1 medium droid, first degree, nothing special, but it's very cool that that we have that. So... Party's got 10 rounds, of course. Two V-Wing fighters are bearing down on the party, starting 15 squares away and moving five squares closer each turn. The first two turns, they threaten the party before engaging, and by the third turn, they're actively engaging. Uh, the author notes it is largely impossible to fail this encounter for all but the most unlucky of parties. Uh, don't ever tell your players that they can't fail a given encounter.
1: Here, here is... um. Oh, but oh, like what what do you mean they can't fail? Perhaps the the v wings are only shooting to disable I mean, it's it's not their mo to just destroy a ship for trying to leave. That's gonna make everyone else panic. like oh we just want yeah. to disable and return you to orto
0: that that is yes absolutely it is it is clear that the author makes it that the viewings are here to disable and then a tractor beam is going to come scoop them up like that that is what they're here to do do not outright destroy your party here in the absolute like less than one percent worst case scenario but this encounter is not designed for that to happen and if it does play off it that's then they then you got another escape to to run congratulations look up look up uh Starfall, by the way, if you need help escaping a star star destroyer as a game master.
1: Oh, if only we had episodes about uh, that module. Do, I think we might have two. Exactly <laughs> two of them. Perfect.
0: The author also notes that attacking as often as possible and flying defensively are key to this encounter, and the fighters break away after taking fifty damage. So yes, oh. this is lit. Yeah, yeah. This is just a let's do space combat encounter. There's not even a map included. There's not even any obstacles mentioned. This is the encounter, this is the, everyone's ran this encounter to, that has taught space combat at the, at the table. This is your tutorial space mission. This is great. It is. And, and I want to be clear. That's all it needs to be like, th- this is a module meant to start a Swissy adventure for a, a group of new players. Um, it, It's, and it does a really great job of that. I think the three encounters included in this module, I, I, I think just do a fantastic job of illustrating the elementary principles of Swissy encounters. Heck yeah. And once they get to hyperspace, that's it. That, 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 what happens next is up to you. They've escaped. Panic. Now
1: they've, yeah, you've that, run out of things to run. What are you going to do? Panic. <laughs> send uh, uh, uh send a to Tatooine. Tatooine.
0: <laughs> it's the only way. It's the only run, <laughs> run the auction. I don't know. Like
1: actually, um, uh, they're actually on another desert planet. This one's called Jorto. <laughs>
0: You fail the astrogation and crash land on Jorto. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the local attire here is—I
0: uh <laughs> know what you're going to say. I was about—I was trying to formulate a Jorts joke in my mind before you could.
1: <laughs> it's interesting to say the least. I am denim cutoffs. <laughs> welcome to uh. <laughs> welcome to Jorto. <laughs>
0: Making we're making Branson Reese characters again. Oh, you're right. You're right. That actually, oh, that's right. a whole Branson Reese like setting. Like Crashland on the <laughs> on the Jorts planet. You meet Denim Cutoffs, the mayor of the of the Jorts planet.
1: Sorry, Denim Cutoffs. <laughs> Is that better? Is that a Star Wars character now?
0: <laughs> and then you, you gotta protect them from like the bleach monsters or something. Like, <laughs> yeah.
1: Maybe you run uh, the 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 Nerf Rancher's daughter.
0: After this, oh, I almost forgot about the Nerf Rancher's daughter. I fucking love that. Sorry, modulation. full title:
1: Death, Dirt, and the Nerf Rancher's
0: Daughter. It's a good title. Uh, it's worth saying all of. Um, doesn't fucking roll yeah, the r-
1: tongue like Escape from Orto, Steven.
0: <laughs> That's why I like it. it's unique. It's unique. It, it, it's it's not unlike it. It's whatever.
1: What sent you guys out to the break? Oh, thank you again to Neil Carr for Escape from Morto. What an incredible piece. Seriously,
0: thanks to Neil Carr and thanks for Alex Van D for, for sending us this lovely batch of of old and obscure uh, modules. Very, very appreciated.
1: Heck yeah. Well, uh, obviously, we're going to have it posted in the description. And if we don't cover the rest of the modules that Alex Van D sent us, we might host those on the, the Google Drive anyway, just so that people yeah. can... Because I don't know how hard they are to find the other ones. I haven't really looked the
0: pretty- at them. They're pretty... They're pretty dang hard to find. I if I just google, well I don't even put much effort into it, but if I'd like google the name of any of them, they they don't really come up.
1: Okay. So, uh, yeah. if if you don't if we don't cover them in the next 12 episodes, you're probably going to see them on the uh on the Google Drive. Yes, indeed. Isn't that nice? So nice. Uh Steven, this is the part of the show where we thank people for listening to the show.
0: Thank you dear listener, not only for listening to the show, but being with us, uh, this whole time. Let's see here. The show is ending on episode hundred. Like we said, uh, our, our Swissy show is ending on episode hundred.
1: The dark times, a saga edition podcast is ending as episode 100. Yes. And then the dark yes. times, a sci-fi RPG podcast is beginning.
0: Right. And we won't cover it every break from here on out. Like we'll, we'll touch on it Maybe you know every five episodes or so, maybe three until the end. But you know we still need money to stay on the air. I guess that's the point I'm getting.
1: <laughs> Don't think of it at the end, as the end. Think of it as season two.
0: Exactly. That's, no, that's, that's how it's going to be
1: scheduled, quantified in all the things. So it's going to be season two.
0: That's what I've been telling people who know me, like IRL, that like, oh, it's it's going to be more of like a season two situation. So and they're going to be yeah, like, what are you, you
1: talking? What are you talking about?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Sorry, you do a podcast? Oh, okay. That's Steven guy, huh? <laughs> yeah, did Steven try to get you to listen to his podcast? Yeah, don't do not do it.
0: It's just... It <laughs> doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. Sorry. No, money. You fucking I money.
1: mean, obviously the best way to support the show is listening to the show and telling people about the show. The second best way and the, the most direct way is to donate to the Patreon.
0: Definitely. Patreon funds go directly to replacing broken audio equipment, paying for our hosting costs, and keeping Sam fed and happy while they, you know, put many, 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 many hours into making the show sound as good as it does. And folks, you know, I, I listen to a few podcasts consistently, not to toot Sam's horn here, The Dark Times sounds better than, like, many podcasts. It sounds better than most podcasts, especially, and I listen to, like, some iHeartRadio, I like, hyper-corporate stuff. Like, yeah. there's no reason for some of these podcasts to sound as bad as they do, and yet Sam makes them sound way better than that. So if you were thankful for Sam's hard work, if you're thankful for the Dark Times podcast, if you want access to some of the exclusive stuff we have on there, which will soon include the finished, fully published Dark Times module, as well as some other maps and aids, and hold on, Sam, am I reading the cue card right? Movie commentary for the Ewok's Caravan of Courage from Uh, from Ewok Adventure,
1: a caravan of courage uh, featuring Sam and Steven and some other of your favorite Dark Times guests. Uh, Guests being characters we made up, not not actual
0: guests. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) guests?
1: Can I say, Steven, this is probably the only podcast on air that has mutual horn tooting because (laughs) the Dark Times wouldn't be what it is without your commitment to what makes a great game master, what makes a good RPG, what makes understanding that sort of how game mastering and game design and storytelling all wrap up into this this horrid little chimera we call Zenith Sloth.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Sam. I'm I'm delighted to be a horrid little chimera.
1: <laughs> Zenith Sloth does sound like a, a sloth creature that exists.
0: <laughs> yeah, I always imagined it like a like a um like a dire wolf, but like a, a like a really well. I guess giant sloths existed, so maybe maybe it was more like that.
1: normal giant sloth.
0: Yeah, just a normal giant sloth. Did oh, I ever man. tell you the origin of of my username? No, let's hear it. Uh, in high school, me and all my buddies like were like, "Oh, dude, we're we'll, we'll, we're like going to do a clan, but it's like it's not a, really a clan, but like we'll we'll have matching usernames. Like one will be gamer clan, know, Zen- a gamer clan. Yeah, pretty much. And so we all had zenith names, so it was like zenith something, zenith noun, and. Yeah, mine was mine was in a sloth.
1: Heck yeah, heck yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. I don't have a cool story like that for mine. I just came up with Sam. Pie noticed me.
0: Yeah, yours is just me medics and yeah. and a pun. Well,
1: that's yeah. what happens when your name's Sam. It's just it it all you know it happens. It just falls into place perfectly. Um, yeah. just like everything else in my life.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> not a you're sing- soaring, buddy.
1: Not a single misstep. <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> You're soaring, buddy <laughs> oh man
0: no sam your 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 hard work has paid off in dividends thank you thank
1: you well let's say i hate cool content but i like physical goods was there anything on the patreon for me
0: well if you keep your patronage going for at least three months at the basic tier you get a sticker featuring the famed galaxy wide renowned dark times logo Failing that on the $10 tier, you get the sticker and a t-shirt.
1: The Dark Times lo- t-shirt with a cool logo. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. The, the, sorry, that was unclear. The t-shirt isn't just, it's not just any t-shirt. It's, we, you know, it, it's not, we
1: pick one out of Stephen's Closet and we send yeah, it to you. I,
0: I sleep in a brand new <laughs> Hanes 100% cotton t-shirt and we send it to you. Are uh, we allowed s- to
1: say that? Smells like Game Master. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs>
0: Um, yeah, it's a, it's a t-shirt featuring this, the same design as the sticker. It, it looks really cool. I have one. I love it. Sam have, has I one. I love it.
1: Well, I've got yeah. a fricking, uh, you, you, the patrons get the cool version.
0: You yeah. You the, have the, you have the prototype, uh, which, which was really, I got the prototype
1: else. with the black outline on a black t-shirt that looks ugly as hell.
0: <laughs> yeah. Cause I, I forgot that's how t-shirt printing works or rather I learned that's how t-shirt printing works. <laughs> That you need to give them transparencies or they will print black on black, which can't blame them.
1: Yeah, it's what we told them to do. So it's the only person we can blame is ourselves. (laughs) Uh, That's pretty much it. Let's uh, send you guys back to the show. Steven. Mm -hmm. We got another email from Sloy.
0: Oh, very good. You know, I, I'm liking the I'm liking the email in the second half thing you've got going on lately.
1: Well, if they send a bill, it usually comes with an email, right? They're not just sending... It's not just... I don't get an anonymous letter written Look, can we just... I was just, just feeling...
0: Can we, can we just move on? <laughs> oh, I was just feeling... Like, Jesus Christ. Oh, my
1: God. Do you guys... Do you guys listen to the news Dark Times? Steven really snapped at Sam, and I'm really scared. <laughs> oh, my God. Do you think they're safe? Thank God they record <laughs> remotely. It sounded like he was really mad.
0: <laughs> I want, like... I want like circa 2016 like level controversy about us, or it wasn't worth it.
1: <laughs> You're insane. You're insane. Yeah. I need
0: like I need like one of us to mysteriously just stop showing up and replaced by like another guy who's not quite as good, and as time goes on, it's clear that he holds some strange beliefs as well. <laughs>
1: And then the first guy who left has their own channel where they just do reviews of RPGs and don't talk about Saga Edition ever again.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. They they refuse to even bring up Saga Edition. And then they bring
1: up their bad ideals also. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Not, not... <laughs> yeah, yeah. And basically everyone sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man.
1: If we gave one piece of Green Doug fan art, then I think we won.
0: Oh. That's oh, it. That's yes. my
1: that's my goal. I'm you have your weird goal there, but my goal is one piece <laughs> yeah, of my Green Doug fan art.
0: <laughs> yeah, my goal is to reenact the career of a certain internet celebrity <laughs> whose name rhymes with Bonchon.
1: <laughs> Steven's got a weird psychosexual relationship with himself in this half of the dark times podcast. <laughs>
0: I'm basically I'm basically the the Patrick Bateman of Swissy. <laughs>
1: Well, now I have to keep to all of that because that, <laughs> cause that last part do. was so funny. We have an email from Zloyd. Hey, Sam and Steven. Good to hear that you're doing well this holiday season. I like the Life Day special encounter. The Wampus is a good example of using a creature or monster from another system and adapting it to Swissy. I've done the same with a few monsters out of D&D. I made a Swissy version of the Carrion Crawler, the Cavern <laughs> Crawler, for an encounter in a subterranean complex. They were essentially wandering monsters, and the PCs were in the middle of a fight with opponents when a couple of them entered the area and started attacking both sides. I will include the stats I had for them. So what happened to episode 87? Is it the secret sandwich review episode for special Patreon content? The two Jawas in a trench coat you have as editors mess it up? Too much blue milk eggnog during recording? Have a good holiday break, and may the Force be with you. I'm
0: Um. Won't comment directly on episode 87. Our lawyer team has actually advised that we, we don't really acknowledge it at all. I will say it is some degree a mix of all of the things you mentioned. Our,
1: our lawyer team is two Ugnats in a trench coat. So just...
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, hey, they work hard. Steven, at the end of this email, there's a P.S.
0: Oh, let's take a look.
1: P.S., I would like to do a recorded about running Swissy called So You Want to Run Saga Edition. It will be focused on someone who has experience as a GM, but coming from a traditional fantasy background, like five-year Pathfinder. Would you guys be interested? If you are, I can provide more details.
0: Ms. Loy, yes, please. Ms. Loy, I'll
1: do you one better. Sent, you can send it our way, but if it's longer than a certain amount of time, it might be best hosted on your own for the Saga Edition community. And as a, as part of that sort of carrying the torch that Steven and I were talking about last episode.
0: As life. Yeah. Like if it's, if it's shorter format, like fragments of the rim style, the real ones will know what I'm talking about there. And, or like the other short form recorded segments we've had on the show. Yeah. Like 10 ish minutes or so or less. Send it our way. If you want to do this as an exercise to expand into a longer format, think about that. I strongly encourage it.
1: And I encourage you listener. If you have something you want to send into the show, Please, please do a stat block, character, cool story about Saga Edition, recorded segment about a TPK gone wrong or anything. I'd love to hear about it. It's the we're in the last, you know, we're in the we're we're sprinting towards the finish line here. Not 100 episodes is going to come faster than we think. Send it in.
0: We've had a few recorded segments on the show before, and they always do really well. People love hearing them. I love hearing them. Uh, it's it's just great.
1: I love editing them because I don't have to hear fucking Steven's voice uh, for one. It's true. I,
0: <laughs> I breathe out of my mouth every between every word. Sam has to edit, splice out segments between every word because I'm actually taking a full breath in and out between I, words. Yeah,
1: I hear Steven's voice in my nightmares. It's unrelated to the I podcast. I sure hope you do. <laughs> Anyways, as Lloyd sent us the Cavern Crawler, a CL5 large B6 with 51 hit points. It's got, oh, sorry. DarttimesSWSC at gmail.com, by the way. It's got a reflex defense of fifteen, a fortitude of fourteen, a will of eleven. It's got strength twenty-two, dex ten, con eighteen, int two, wisdom twelve, and charisma eight. A speed of six squares, a climb speed of three squares. It's pretty neat. It's got a melee bite attack and a melee sting attack. The bite attack is they're both at plus ten, but the melee sting is two attacks because of with natural weapons that a beast has, they can do a full attack with no penalty. The melee sting comes with a paralytic poison. What's also sweet is it has a grapple modifier of plus 15. So special qualities for this creature. We're looking at poison, dark vision and subterranean paralytic poison is as follows. Plus six versus fortitude defense. It deals minus one on the condition track damage each round until treated. It's a DC 16 treat injury to treat special. A creature moved to the bottom of the condition track by paralytic poison is immobilized, but does not fall unconscious. Also, have the subterranean special quality it lets you re-roll perception checks, but you must keep the reroll result, even if it's worse. Uh, also, the creature possesses dark vision like this one here. As for feats, we're looking at poison resistance, powerful charge, and trip. Poison resistance is you gain a plus five bonus to your fortitude two defense when attacked by poison. If the attack succeeds, you take only half damage. Powerful charge is when you charge, you gain an additional plus two on your melee attack roll instead of the average plus two. When your melee attack hits, you deal additional damage equal to one half your level. That's not bad. Pretty good. And lastly, Trip, if you succeed on a grappling attack and your opponent fails the opposed grapple check, it falls prone in its space and is no longer considered grappled. A prone target takes a minus five penalty on melee attack rolls. Melee attacks made against the prone target gain a plus five bonus, while ranged attacks made against the prone target take a minus five penalty. Lastly, it's got a skill uh, perception of plus nine. It can reroll, but it must accept the second result, thanks to subterranean special quality. And then also it's got survival of plus nine. There's one little uh, blurb that that's left us. Cavern crawlers lurk in underground tunnels and caverns. They use their keen senses of sight and smell to detect carcasses and potential prey. They have two stinging tentacles that will inject a paralytic poison if they inflict damage on a target. Cavern crawlers will use powerful charge to enter into melee and after that they will use trip to knock foes prone for easier attacks with the tentacles. What a simple, elegant stat block. I love it. I love building a creature feels like the most well thought out part of this game. I, I don't, I don't know if that's just an opinion I hold and no one else holds,
0: but it's, which is so funny because the beasties in the source books aren't always that great. Many of them are not, are not super awesome or, or even very complex. Most of them are some variation of walk up and hit. Uh, this, however, is weird. I, I love two tentacles and an injector of poison. We love that. Very well done.
1: As someone who's familiar with the 5th edition Carrion Crawler, I already used Lloyd did a great job here. This stat block has some things buffed, speed, strength, perception, reroll applying to everything instead of smell. But that makes up for the additional weaknesses such creature would have in the Star Wars universe, that being blaster, fire, lightsabers, things that deal more than 1d8 plus 2 damage. You know, we're looking at fucking 3d8 plus 4 and stuff like that. Uh, I'm surprised there wasn't a buff. So it's I don't know if this is coincidence or not, but this the stat block in fifth edition also has 51 hit points. I don't know if Zloy made this according to the Creative Beast rules. It does seem like it, but I don't know if the 51 is just carried over from the 5e stat block. I'd probably buff it could a be little a coincidence. bit. It could be a coincidence, which would be awesome. But otherwise, I think it might need a little more health for a CL. What is this? For a CL5 beast? I mean, 51 hit points feels kind of low, right?
0: Maybe. are they, They're meant to be like in a pack, though, right?
1: Perhaps, um, yeah, that makes sense. They're kind of scavengers that that, that hunt in a pack. Yeah, yeah,
0: maybe you'll run into three to six of these at any given time.
1: That sounds insane. I mean, that's just like they just run up and beat the crap out of you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, CL 51 hit points. We're talking like two two or three hits to kill. I think.
1: Yeah, that's uh, that's fair. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Um, all righty, thank you so much, Loy. Uh, again, if anyone has anything they want to send into the show for the last twelve episodes, eleven episodes now. Uh, You're looking at DarkTimesSWSE at gmail.com. Steven, do you have any trivia for us this week?
0: Anthony Daniels was jokingly disgruntled that Alan Tudyk was allowed to play K2SO in the relative comfort of a motion capture suit for Rogue One. Whereas Daniels, of course, had to endure years of discomfort and injuries in the C-3PO costume. Daniels laughably cursed at Tudic after Rogue One's premiere. Tudic later said that a fuck you from Daniels was one of the (laughs) highest compliments he'd ever received. Can you imagine that gentle, kind British man screaming fuck you? Fuck you.
1: (laughs) Oh man, that's great. That's really good. No, I could not imagine, but I'd love to witness that. Can you imagine being in the room when
0: that happened? Oh, gosh. If only.
1: I will say, though, as much as I love K2SO, the... The authentic, like, real of the C-3PO is unbeatable, I feel like.
0: Oh, yeah. The fact that Daniels was, like, barely able to move at all, I think, is what made C-3PO's, like, the physicality of his performance, like, so iconic. Is that he looks like a kind of shitty 70s sci-fi <laughs> yeah, droid. Exactly. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, I also mean, like, the actual, I mean, K-2SO looks great, but, like, the rendering. At, oh, of course. It's very much obviously CG.
0: And right. Absolutely.
1: I know that's intentional because of the way the droid is designed. But honestly, like seeing yeah. on seeing a K2 prop would have been next level, comp- like a puppeteer oh, prop.
0: I don't think Rogue One had that kind of budget, but well, you're absolutely also- right
1: also uh CGI didn't have that kind of union so yeah. that's, that's probably part of the budget reasons but yeah I mean sure I see3PO will always be iconic because of it's a real costume it's like a real yeah. he's physically there in the scene he's not rendered in post I, I mean that's just I'm not not to shoot not to not to sh- take my shots out here at the CGI uh, filmmakers. Practical
0: effects better. Look at me. I'm so <laughs> unique for having this opinion. Oh, um, let's I look, like Let's go look at effects. the 2004
1: special edition of a, of a New Hope and you tell me how much you like those CGI X Wings, Stephen. Oh, you love them? You love CGI X Wings, huh? Huh?
0: <laughs> Do you know how they filmed the trench run back in the day? How? They put a big model X Wing on top of a van and <laughs> drove it through a Kmart parking lot. I'm dead serious.
1: Oh man, that's so a good. A lot of those
0: scenes were models, but some of those close shots were like X-Wing models on top of a van in a maze in a Kmart parking lot.
1: They're so great. It's so good. Yeah. I love it. Oh man. Jeez. I'll,
0: I'll, here's another, I'll give you a, th- a free one another th- a, a, for, for trivia. I, I think maybe I've gone over this one plenty of times before, but a lot of the original props for the original trilogy are gone because they blew them up with like real pyrotechnics and shit. <laughs> They, yeah, I, many of them were destroyed in production because they just fucking set them shits on fire.
1: I believe one of the Death Stars got like picked up and someone thought it was like a trash can. It was like at a restaurant or something being used as like a trash can.
0: I'm not That's kidding. Really? This is genuine. I, I, I looked
1: this up. I think it, w- it might have been a, an Adam Savage test video about the OG That's Death so Star. so funny. But like someone legitimately thought it was like a weird trash can and they had it in like a restaurant or a store or like something weird. Wow. It's like two and a half trivia because that one might not be a 100% true. <laughs> um, but honestly, George Lucas made more CGI like VFX artists suffer for a worse product that had already been made like 30 years prior. I'm just saying. Sorry. I'll get off the so- yeah, I'm had kicking to be the soapbox. The
0: technology was very exciting at the time. Oh, yeah, need, I do yeah, agree with yeah,
1: you. Yeah, Jawa slapstick between Luke's fucking aunt and uncle dying and. <laughs>
0: I think I think it's a clear sign to end the episode.
1: <laughs> I know, I know. Uh Star Wars Star Wars' biggest enemy is not Emperor Palpatine, but it is in fact George Lucas. <laughs> oh man. <clears throat> The Dark Times, the Sog Edition Podcast, is produced and edited by me, Sam. Steven's my co-host. You can reach out to us on Twitter at Dark Times SWSE or email us darktimes at gmail.com. View us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts for future shows. Tell us about the show, tell your table about the show, and tell us you told your table about the show. And we'll shout you guys all out on the show. Steven! Do you have a quote for us this week?
0: Quiet! And there's a fresh one if you mouth off again.
1: Oh <laughs>
0: I would have that was done. improvised by the way.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's so good. I would have done he doesn't like you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be careful. He'll be dead. <laughs> so fucking great. Oh man. Good night everybody. So funny. <laughs> my, friend, my friend here was mistaken. I'm sorry. It's an honest misunderstanding. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, sorry. Can I buy you a drink? <laughs> yeah,
1: you seem like a good kid, actually. <laughs> yeah. Wait, you're Baroo's kid. I'm just such medications and it makes
0: me moody, <laughs> so I'm very sorry.
1: You're Baroo's kid? I <laughs> we graduated moisturizer school together. <laughs>
0: Moisturizer school.
1: Sorry, that's not what they're called, right? <laughs> Vapor moisture laborators? farmers.
0: But I really like Moisturizer School. Well, I actually, yeah, Uncle Brew went to Moisturizer School, but then pivoted his career to moisture harvesting. His sort of background expertise allowed him to advance in his career quite quickly. Actually, what, what, he had an outsider's perspective.
1: What is that guy's name? The doctor. <laughs>
0: He's a weird name, Doctor. I've got the death sentence in five systems. 12
1: systems.
0: Is it five or 12? Maybe that's a, maybe that's a 04 remake.
1: <laughs> 12's too many. 12's too many. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I'll never forgive George for what he did to Han, man. So I understand you want your hero in your, in your children's movie, I guess. Yeah. George always thought Please, it Please wait, wait, before I,
1: you go off on the tangent. what is that doctor's what? name?
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Sorry. Um, Guy, obi one cuts the arm off of it's a funny one. Oh, okay. So he cuts the name off of Panda Baba, which yeah. is the 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 Balchinian uh, yeah, right yeah. there. Uh, <laughs> the, the Doctor, <laughs> yeah, it's the Balchinian. That's not um, what
1: they're called.
0: <laughs> Cornelius Evazon, also known as Rufu or Doctor Cornelius. You know his PhD. He's nicknamed in... <laughs> Doctor Death or simply the Doctor. Oh yeah, because he's a serial malpractitioner.
1: His PhD is in dermatology. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Han. Oh, and
0: it was twelve systems, by the twelve, way. Oh, yeah. yes. I mean, I, I've said it. It's been said a billion times before. But George's decision to pivot from Han being a badass gangster and outright killing Greedo versus him, you know, being a, a sly, smooth talker acting in self defense. I, I don't know. I liked it better when Han just straight up killed the guy. <laughs>
1: He was at gunpoint. It might have been so. I guess it does that. That counts as self-defense in my book. I don't know how if the Supreme like Court of gun, the Galaxy yeah. would rule it, but
0: yeah, I don't know. I'm not familiar with the Stand Your Ground laws on Tatooine, but um,
1: did he have to shoot to kill? Yeah. I I don't, probably not,
0: but I I would have. Han was totally justified. He, except that he was at fault in that situation, but I, I'm still I'm still on Han's side.
1: <laughs> All right. Good night, everybody.
0: Good night.